We back for another episode of the I Say Podcast. It's your boy, it is the real truth, and we got a special guest in the house today. Absolutely, we got a special guest in the building, and I am DJ Rain. Uh, Fuckstep will uh, not be here. You may wonder if she's fired or not. We'll just let you wonder. But uh, I'm never stressed, and I'm not impressed with your stress, so uh, digress <laughs> and say less. Mars. Bitch. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Introduce yourself, special guest. What's good? My name is Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. Originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm here in South Brooklyn Carolina. Zoo. That's right. That's right. Brooklyn Shame stand up. No. <laughs> Bed style, do or die, if y'all know. Shout out to Big uh, Baby Jesus. Uh, nah, I'm a photographer. I'm an artist. Um, you know, I kind of do my own thing and then work a full time job on the on the side. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's me. Mm-hmm. I can only be one me. Yeah. <laughs> The original. So, with that being said, man, we're going to kick it off in the vein like we always kick it off. Carolina Music Review. We got the homie Scully, uh, produced by Jetson, made another one. Name of the song, Show Me. They don't know what I done, don't know what I did, don't know why I been to get one man. I took a loss, bitch on the boss, spilling the sauce, getting it off, getting the check, load up against, by the Rolex, hop in the bed, they saying I'm next, but fuck all of that, I want your body, your hands, your neck, bitch, bitch I got now, I'm going up, load up them peas on the back of the truck, pull out the weed, I'm bagging it up, no you're not moving it fast enough, I'm taking it back, red, dread heads, couple tattoos, made a couple moves, still all few, doing what I do, he ain't have a clue, trapping in the shoe, choking on glue, stay out of mind, put your hoe in the place, she out of line, you bust on the face, she swallow mine, and I'm ready to walk by the dollar sign, Yo, bottom line, you not even trying, you wanna come up, then you gotta grind, I'm done being humble, I gotta shine, cause I feel like I'm about to run out of time, boy you gotta show me, boy show me you got it, show me you not only talking about it, you got a pistol but you never shot it, popping this shit like you caught you a body, how about that capping, you not really sliding, you don't got a wood to pull up on nobody, you gotta show me that trap in the hobby, you feel like I'm pussy, my nigga didn't try me, boy you gotta show me, show me that, pull out them digits and send me a beat, show me your name holding weight in the streets, show me you not running off with the weed, show me you not really paying for when niggas with nothing be fucking for free Bitch, you gotta show me you fucking me only And sucking me only when fucking with me Bitch, show me you not re up with my money With somebody else when I find you weed Holding it for me, look at little buddy Can't even pay for the verse with a budget If I really like it, I'm knowing she love it We got about 40 inside of the luggage He thinking he do it, well I know he doesn't Be cautious approaching me out in the public I put the mimosa inside of a rush And I might light it up on the top of the oven Why these niggas hating? All of a sudden we used to ride days inside of a bucket Don't know no whip, my nigga don't touch it I had your bitch on the top of me fucking She feeling she lucky, but really it's nothing I told her to bust it open while she Give me the head, bitch. I, I like a red bitch, but I got a white chick. She know I like getting my head lit. Suck the soul out of me whenever she leave. I be on some dead shit. Roll up and relax. I can't get attached. I needed my meds, bitch. Boy, you gotta show me. Boy, show me you got it. Show me you not only talking about it. You got a pistol, but you never shot it. Popping that shit like you caught you a body. Come on, that cap you not really sliding. You don't got a will to pull up on nobody. You gotta show me that trap and I have it. You feel like I'm pussy, my nigga didn't try me. Boy, you gotta show me. Show me that. Pull out them digits and sell me a beat. Show me your name holding weight in the streets. Show me you not running off with the weed. Show me you not really paying for pussy when niggas with nothing be fucking for free. Bitch, you gotta show me you fucking me only and sucking me only when fucking with me. Bitch, you gotta show me. Jetson made another one. Um, name of the song was Show Me. So, 
we're going to go ahead and kick it off, give feedback, what we got thinking in regards to show me. Uh, we're going to let the guest start it off. What you feel about the track, homie? Yeah, the track was dope, man. Like I was saying to y'all, you know, I, you know, I see a lot of artists, man, they doing their thing and they, you know, they blowing up. And man, I can see myself. I see anybody in this country bumping that man. That's shit fire, man. I can curse right. on this podcast, right? Hell I, I, yeah. All right, all right. Let's yeah, make it. Yeah. That shit fire, man. Yeah. Like fucking right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you got one stamp there. What you got, Anderson? Man, and I, um, Anderson. I'm glad you you acknowledged me by my other alias from South Carolina because I love and I'm gonna talk to Trip about this when he comes on, man. I love. There's a lot. Of history and, and musical culture within the city of Anderson, mm-hmm. whole lot, mm-hmm. a lot more than a lot of spots in in the Carolinas and upstate. Right. And um, you know, been uh, rocking with Scully for a while, but long story short, man, that's one of the best tracks he's made to date. Right. I feel like he's continually growing, and now that he's growing in the produ- the production that he's involving himself with is catching up. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a really good thing for him. He's, he's on his way. Yeah. Man, me personally, um, <clears throat> so this particular track, I have to say, like, um, and I've said this on previous Scully tracks that I've listened to, it kind of sound uh, money bag yo-ish. This shit here hard, bro. I, I can't, hey, he snapped like hell on this shit. I like it. I always like his energy. You know what I'm saying? He always got that fire's energy. And I saw the, um, the actual video. And the other thing, man, I like about it, too, because, um, you know, some people were saying, man, fucking producers around here, like, Jetson, now he he damn just, you know, culture chasing. He fucking with uh, the baby because he hot right now. He ain't even from South Carolina. And I like, you know what I'm saying? He fucking with Scully. So, Scully from South Carolina. So, y'all motherfuckers who was talking shit, shut the fuck up because <laughs> you didn't know what you was talking about. You know what I mean? So... Now he just dispelled all that. So, good shit, man. I fuck with it. Damn, that's three stamps, man. We look forward to having him on the show, too, uh, what, man. And so. what, what producer, just, you know, on a small rant, what producer in their right mind would be like, you know what, I'm only producing motherfuckers from one state? Zaytoven. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. But, I mean, Zaytoven has done stuff <laughs> it, it outside happens, of Atlanta. It, you you can he's branched out now. On. I mean, but he's done now. That. Yeah, now. when he came out, he would not work he, with nobody but Gucci. Yeah, Gucci man. Then, then he moved. Nobody. Then he moved to the Migos. That was that was, that was one artist. Yeah, but I mean, even he grew. I mean, his music expanded. But that's the key that. word, group. Yeah, but I mean, but starting out, he like nah. This Na- okay, outside of Zaytoven. All right, we can debate about that. Well, name one other, one other producer who's like I'm only working with people from that one state. The RZA. What's this dude's Wu-Tang. name? What's this dude's nah, name? Incorrect. Yeah, the, when the, he came out, hey man, I do the research on I'm all. I'm talking this about shit. where they. No, no, I'm talking not talking about start. Like, what about Young Chop? From yeah. Chicago. Right. Young he, Chop. He's only I working, about that. He was only working with. He was only working with Chip Keith. That's, that's, 300. that's the beginning. But, but then he even did shit that's with Jeezy too. That's you know true. I mean, they all. All these people got to the point. Man, you keep saying the same shit. <laughs> I'm saying, but, no, I'm asking you, somebody <laughs> who's at the not at the beginning, like who I'm saying, who's there. Knock, knock. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck out of here. You know what the fuck I mean. An artist who is at the point that we recognize where they are now, and they don't they do not do that. Very few. Yeah. Times have changed, but yeah, good shit, Jetson. Good shit, Scully. So, um... If you ain't got a Gucci, you better motherfucking work with the fuck paying your ass. <laughs> yeah, 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 but damn, so yeah, um, quick rundown as we do. We, we kind of skipped it last week. 
Well, we didn't even have it. We have we pulled one out the vault from last week, but we kind of talk about the previous week's activities and um Anderson. What have you had going on? Cause you usually get us started off with a great story or some bullshit or something. What have you had going on the man, past week, man? Fuck. Just, just more endeavors in adulting. I fucking got a Sam's card, nigga. Damn. Oh shit. Yeah, nigga. Nigga cashed out. Buying stuff, buying shit in bulk <laughs> never now. Thought, never Damn. thought I'd be the nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I'm that nigga now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what corner still you stocking up? My <laughs> <laughs> you had nigga coupon for real, yeah, man. I, put, I, I told them to put it in the business. They asked me, "Am I reselling their products?" I said, "Mind your business." No, <laughs> there is no resale yet. Yeah, yeah. So, nigga, just adulting, house, you know, getting mm-hmm. situated with that. Okay. Go probably slide out of town, found out, you know, and I love my family. Shout out to my family, man. They gave me a late, you know, uh, family member, my, 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 my grandmother, she was in the hospital. She still is in the hospital. And, and I found out, like, you know, like a good 60 hours after the fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, you got to kind of give me those real time updates. So, like I said, it's mostly just, and you know, some DJing, but it's mostly been a, uh, uh, adulting this week, nigga. That's listen. Uh, that shit about your your fam. Just telling you about uh, mother. Mm. Nigga, I was at my cousin house one time. This is some bullshit, and I just said I asked about her husband. He passed away last year. Damn. <laughs> ain't that hey, some? This nigga ain't that some shit though? Asshole. Nigga, she ain't yeah. taking serious. Why, Why should I? <laughs> Passed away last year. I'm sitting in the crib, looking around like, like is, he is, gonna, he? is he gonna walk in at any time? Oh, he so, passed away last year. Wow, like, you better hope you don't walk in. Damn, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know. So at that point, I ain't put too much emphasis on getting information late because it's a whole death that happened. You tell me nothing about oh, that yeah, shit. Oh yeah, man. But, you know, so when I'm around family or people like that, I don't, I don't, I don't ask. Like that shit just dawned on me because I don't want to ask. Like I found out, like like um, when my grandmother passed on my father's side of the family, and I'm like kicking in, and you know, a lot of them, my father was like my only connect to that side. So right. aside of me being young, I I don't know them. They don't know me. You know? Right. So it's it's a different dynamic. We got love for each other, but it's different because yeah. we didn't grow up together. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so we just rapping and talking and talking. And then I hear somebody where they playing cards and you know drinking and people playing dominoes, like you know. Yeah, when Mary Alice passed, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, what? Auntie Mary, Auntie Mary dead? Wow. I thought she was just in Cali. Like, I thought Auntie Mary was just in Cali. She couldn't make it. What the What the fuck? I remember Auntie Mary. I love Auntie Mary. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Auntie Mary. I was going through some shit with a chick at that time. Damn, I had done some bullshit. So I used that. Damn, she was like, what the fuck, man? I'm stressed out. My fucking cousin died. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the family members. That's who, right. You know that one time you can get you can slide that in. That's right. One time on one chick, and she just ready to blow your ass out the fucking water. And you like such and such is fucking dead. That's right. <laughs> now what the fuck you gotta say now? Right. And then they just quiet. No, don't come over. Leave me the fuck alone. One, one more thing before we pass it to uh, Antonio, man. Damn today. So I'm just on the book. Motherfucker had sent me a damn DM on the book. So I'm on the book. But I see my homeboy at a wedding. He posting wedding pics with his girl. And they just got back from damn... If you listening, homie, 
You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a wild story, so I had to share. It. But they just got back from like she took him out the country for his birthday. Damn. Okay. And I'm like, damn. Like shorty cool as hell. She like a political journalist and political journalism and shit. So I just like <laughs> political journalist and political journalist. Some shit. That's it, damn. So I had like one pick. The other one, I see them at the wedding having a drink together. I'm liking that and finna comment, nice pick, nice couple. In the time that I'm doing that, boom, I get a text message. Just broke up with the girlfriend. I'm like, what? yo, what? He was like, yeah, man, that shit. I'm like, yo, I'm just liking your pick, bro. Was literally about to put a comment in. He was like, don't do don't that Don't do shit. that, yeah. We just broke up. Damn. At what point during the wedding did they, did they break up? Shit, like, life comes at you fast. For real. Like on the <laughs> ride there. I mean, you know imagine, imagine you on the ride to the wedding and they she breaking up with you and say, we just got to be cool. Yeah. Put on a face. At the wedding. And then we, we go our nah. separate ways after that. Like, imagine yeah, that shit. How yeah. would you feel? Like, you where's the conversation? We're not going to the wedding. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. You know, what? You know how I feel? <laughs> They'll be fucking again. Yeah. This is not over. That's how I feel. They're not in the frame. I mean, it may be over, but it's not over. Over. You, you mm-hmm. know. You know when you when you have that immediate. Oh, we broke up today. Fuck that motherfucker today. Right. That knee jerk. Let me call this motherfucker mm-hmm. after this happened today, and then you move on, and they're stuck on yesterday, and yeah. then you got all that bullshit because you ran your fucking mouth and brought your personal shit outside. But that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to share that. What you had going on this past week, sir? Nothing, man. Just um, man, I'm work. I'm working on a book. So I was telling him a little bit about it before. Um, I'm working on a book, so I'm kind of putting together like, a, you know, I'm putting together some like work for it, trying to draw some draw some money into it, so I can get it published mm-hmm. on a, a professional level um, instead of self publishing and stuff like that. So that's pretty much all I worked on, man. If y'all if y'all want to talk about that, it's boring as fuck, but. Yeah, Shit, I, <laughs> I, let me let me. Let, I don't think we brought him in good, man. Like, um, this gentleman here is is fucking damn super plugged in on a lot of that. shit. Has that. a lot of perspectives, and in a nutshell, he's fucking lived. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's he knows a lot about a lot. You know, and <laughs> you know he's even provided me some advice on shit that you know is invaluable. So. Um, definitely somebody you want to connect with, somebody you want to have in your corner, but damn, yeah, so we ain't, we ain't do you your justice. I appreciate it, man. man. I but mean, yeah, tell them about the book. Yeah, no, so like, you know, I, w- I walked around downtown Greenville for four years, man, after work, before work, whatever, and I would just talk to people, man, and I had a camera at the time, so I'd take portraits, man, and I got like 600 portraits of people, mm. and I got their stories, man, I got like three of the people that I took pictures of died, damn. they had cancer. And they told me about their cancer and shit and like, you know, people that are homeless, you know, a lot of them gone, you know, whatever. Um, one of them got arrested. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just I use the resources that I have, man, to make a difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, just talk to people, get their life experiences on shit. And that's how I grow, man. When I hear about people's life experiences, man, I learn from that. Right. You know, it's nothing, nothing. I don't meet anyone that can't teach me something, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um I'm working on a book about that. So, um, and it's a process, man. Like you see these people, man. They come, they come out with books like that, and they make it look easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really not easy at all, unless you got a team of people where everybody's tasked at doing one specific thing. Mm-hmm. 
But like for an individual that's coming out with a book or you know doing something like that, I'm glad I got a good team of people in my corner that support me. Like y'all, mm-hmm. y'all show me mad love by this man because mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, but like I got people in my corner, like you know at the Chapman Cultural Center. If y'all uh, live in Spartanburg, get linked up with them. They always want to help Spartan artists, especially artists of color. So. Um, especially them, you know, they've been in my corner day one. Art Center, Greenville, Greenville Center of Creative Arts, hook, hit them up. Awesome people, always willing to help, especially artists of color. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, that's all I've really been working on, man, just trying to trying to make, sound professional enough to get somebody to give me some money. Right. Open the That's the best way to summarize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do have a question, though. So, out of all those people that you photograph and talk to, did you ever come across somebody that was like, get the fuck out of here? All the time, man. Um, okay. Especially a lot of like homeless people, man. Like They're not really, I mean, like I hate to use the phrase, but a lot of times they're not really wrapped too tight up there. Mm-hmm. So you go to talk to somebody, you go to take their picture, you get the fuck out of my face. Y'all break that camera over your fucking face. All kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, but you got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? You're not going to create anything if you if you... If you're rejected and you take that rejection personally, right? Just like you yeah, know, they're homeless. They yeah, might not wanna, you know what I mean. Some people might not want to have their struggle documented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Like, exactly. But I you mean, know what? Because I understand. Like, yeah. I've been homeless before. Me too. And I know you're a great person. Yeah. But at the point I was in my life, above just came up to do <laughs> some big pretty ass stuff like a camera coming yeah. up to me and all of my misery and all of my drug use exactly. and shit. I would. I would. Not respond. Yeah, I would respond positively. For real. And part of the reason yeah. I did that is because, man, I had my own struggle. You know, I, I was homeless at one point too. I didn't have a pot to piss in. And when I was walking down Wade Hampton Boulevard trying to get to my job or trying to get to the bus, if somebody came up to me with a camera, I wouldn't have res- responded positively either. Yeah. Let me take a picture of you. But I feel like somebody like, got to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know. Somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, there's a, a, you know, Greenville's growing. This area is growing hell fast yeah. as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are demographics in this community that are getting left behind. Right. I mean, and there's like no resources going towards it. And the city, like for everything that they do, they're being outpaced by economics. You know yeah. what I mean? Supply and demand is outsourcing government resources. Right. So when you see somebody from New York and they see a big old acre of land, and they say, oh, I'm living in this apartment in Manhattan. I'm living in this apartment in New Jersey. And I don't have any land. And they see it's only $10,000. I'm going to buy that and 50 more acres. Mm. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to hang out with some real estate developers. And we're going to build houses. And we're going to sell them for $600,000 each. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, that's that's capitalism, economics, supply and demand, whatever. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there are people living in these communities already mm-hmm. that can't afford to live in the same area, pay the same taxes as somebody that can afford a $600,000 house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we run into a dilemma here where people are being forced to move mm-hmm. to areas that they're not familiar with. I mean, although they grew up here, they move into areas where they're not familiar with. And who's telling their story? Mm-hmm. Greenville News can't tell everybody's story. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean... That's, you know, where I, I kind of took the mantle on myself. I mean, I'm, I, you know, you know me. I mean, I work a full-time job. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't tell everybody's story either. But, I mean, I feel like I got enough to where I can leave a, a, a mark on the community and say, like, these are the stories of people that are, you know, left behind, that are being left behind by all this change. And I've been doing it for four years, so I got a good amount of, like, you know, content for it, so... 
That's dope, man. So, <clears throat> gotta ask you though. Yeah. You, you, you gotta give us a snippet. What's one of the wildest stories you've been told? Man, okay, wow. so I, I interviewed this lady, man, and she told me that she can't go into a McDonald's anymore, she can't go into a Walgreens anymore, and she can't go into a Rite Aid anymore. Because she would shoot up there. She would shoot up in the middle of McDonald's. And oh, like, oh, like yeah, she would shoot up. And oh, I shoot up and, about she was shooting. No, oh, she would okay. shoot up in the middle of McDonald's, and she was a heroin addict, man. But like when you hear like people's redemption stories, man, she sh- she died twice. Once in McDonald's, once in a Rite Aid, and she got arrested in a Walgreens right before she's about to shoot up. Because I guess they knew, who, you know, they knew who the fuck she was. They were like, oh, she coming oh, in here. She she's not coming to yeah. shoot up again. Yeah, she can't. She coming in here. She not buying shit, and she's going straight she's to the bathroom. Right. Going to yeah, her. yeah. <laughs> So, you, you know, if you were paying, we would let you drug up exa- in our facility. Hey, that's shoot. probably that's the truth, though. Yeah. If you was here buying something and you said, you I just got to go to the bathroom and shoot up, you yeah. do whatever yeah. you want. But she was like, you know, um, I died twice. Um, and every time I drive past a McDonald's, every time I drive past a Walgreens, every time I drive past a Rite Aid, it triggers me to the point where I start hyperventilating because I'm thinking to myself, you know, I need I need that again. But I really don't. And she's been sober for nine years. But, like, she has, like, a daughter. She's stable in her life. You know, she has a, a good-paying job. And I'm not going to put her information out she there like that. You got to take it one day at a time. But you got to take it one day at a time. Like, when they talk about addiction is, like, a disease, man, I hear these stories, man, and that shit is a, is a fucking disease. Like, I, my own mother was an alcoholic before she passed away. Mm. And, like, I always thought it's as, it's as easy as going, like, cold turkey. Mm. But it's not, man. When that shit gets a hold of you, mm-hmm. like... That shit is is wild, man. Like I can't imagine, like you know, being addicted to crack cocaine or anything like that, and having to steal somebody's spark plugs mm-hmm. to get fucking to get high, yep. and not even a good high. Catalytic just you know what I mean? Shit. Like yeah. yeah, like stealing yeah. somebody's fucking decal off their car and mm-hmm. shit. I couldn't imagine, but like you know, that gets that gets back to like, what do we do about that situation? That kind of that mm-hmm. struggle. You know, for me, it's documenting it. I don't have the resources, the time, or the talent to implement change but i hope my work does but um you know i wish i had all the answers bro but i don't you know what i I mean i think (laughs) documenting is beautiful because it gives people and especially with the way you you canvas your art a people an opportunity to see it and gather what they can from it because i think what happened with music at the beginning when we were hearing all of these fucked up stories in the streets and in hip-hop the goal and the mindset was we need to inspire change so we have to draw awareness Mm -hmm. like we want to change it that changed when hip hop became such a, a money making mechanism. Yep. It wasn't something like, okay, we want to change the situation now. We want to find the next situation and market it so you can market your story so we can get revenue off of yeah, it. Right. And the whole focus was like, it was no more like, we got to do something about this. It's like, oh, y'all talking about it's fucked up over there in the West, nigga. It's fucked up right here. Yeah. We should, it's yeah. fucked up. I can get money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We do drugs. We kill niggas. All the niggas die every day here. You know what I'm saying? That's there's not really too many places nowadays you can't say that. You know what I'm saying? True, true. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be, you know, in a in a well known area to Mm -hmm. die. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) At all. I was talking I was I was watching something, man, it was like some dude repping Cedar Heights, Ohio. And I'm like, the fuck is Cedar Heights, Ohio? That's like the man, murder capital of the see, Midwest. Man, <laughs> my, 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 yeah. 
But that's how it was like back in the day, like remember when it was like gangbanging in Little Rock? Yeah, Motherfuckers yeah. like it's it's bad in Little Rock. Yeah, 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 like yeah, niggas, yeah. niggas who wasn't from there, they like they didn't understand that. They, they just was thinking about was they was just thinking about they was just thinking about hot springs like this all that shit. it's bad as fuck. Niggas was thinking about the Chicago's and the Detroit's and of course those are very bad. Let's right. not get it twisted, but I mean, shit, nigga, you can get shot in Dillon. You can get right. shot in Spartanburg. Yeah, you're you can, right. Nigga. Mm. Hear yeah. stories all the time. I live in Spartanburg. You hear stories all the time. Somebody sitting you know in their what? car. When I, was looking, when I was home on it and my mom hit me to this, you know, because she's always big on just doing the research because we were the victims of, you know, a robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know. I thought I was like, I'm in a great area. But you know the number one crime in, in uh, Simpsonville? The number one crime? Rape? Yes. Really? That's the number one crime Rape. in Simpsonville. In Simpsonville. Think about that. But Shit. it's skewed. I'm going to tell you why it's Well, all skewed. of those things are skewed. I understand that. But in, in my mind, what I immediately began thinking, because you can skew any numbers, and it's per capita and all of those things. I'm going to tell you what they're basing it on. Like, And it, it was weird till I looked into this. Well, go ahead and cut me off and tell us. It's, it's parties. <laughs> oh. Party rapes. Really? Yeah, party rapes. So... Yeah, but but at the suits. yeah and and but what I was thinking with that in my mind, the fact that it was happening here that means that these are environments and areas like obviously this is like even at a high school level the houses where they're having it are in like areas that are nice enough or well to do or comfortable enough that you have that 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 comfort zone that you really shouldn't have mm-hmm. you know um, you let your guard down. Yeah. Because this is an area where you just like when you say it out loud and you think about it, you like I wouldn't expect that. Here, yeah, you know? yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, I I just think about those environments and that 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 sense of awareness. I mean, the motherfuckers who have money mm-hmm. and the ability to you know put themselves in situations where they can compromise one basically. You know? Yeah. Not and in no context is it ever right, but I'm just thinking about how this this environment could be the foreground for that, and that's the only thing that I could really see. Yeah. So you saying the parties. I, that, that goes hand in hand. That makes sense. But it's like, motherfuckers know, like, you ain't going to really, I mean, if you if you from a certain social economic status, even in high school, you're not fucking going to party in Nickeltown. Well, you true. feel me? That's true. <laughs> I'm just, you know, this is true. I'm just saying. You're right. You're it, right. And ain't Why no not? Wrong. Elaborate. Why I'm would just, you not party in Nickeltown? Because, I mean, if Nickeltown that's some shit, nice Nickeltown is great. I met, I met a lot of great people. Oh, absolutely. I know I've kicked it in Nickeltown. I've been, I've like been over to people's cribs and just had a ball. You know, I, I met young ladies from Nickeltown when I was, you know, younger. But shit, uh, if if I'm white, mm-hmm. for example, I'm just throwing this out, not to be racist, but if I'm white, I don't know nobody from here. Mm-hmm. I really don't think my man, no matter how much I love the culture, my my, my motherfucking ass might need to slide up in Nickeltown, bro. Well, that shit about going anyway with yeah, gentrification. Right. Yeah, it's That's gentrified true. as fuck now. But yeah. I was just using them as an example. But I mean, there's 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 areas. I mean, there's certain spots like. If it's a if it's a house party in West Greenville and you a kid from the suburbs, you know, in Greer in high school or, you know, and you don't know anybody from that area, yeah, you yeah, from yeah. a rival high school, you, you might not you might not need to fuck with that That's shit. Right, you feel right, me? Right, but right. if you went but now when you think about yeah. Simpsonville, it's just like, oh, it's money here, it's this mm-hmm. like I can see how that's more the breeding ground yeah, yeah. For, some for some shit some like, shit that, like that, that to happen in simp in the simp. So well, I got my CWP, you sons we, of bitches. You gotta fuck around and break anything. <laughs> so we talked about them. We talked about that that uh that shit. And this is gonna sound fucked up what I'm about to say, but but the story you gave about drugs. So me and my brother was down just 
talking about some you just talking about some bullshit, but it let you know how damn sometimes niggas minds think. So we look at his story. He was on the phone with me and I hadn't even saw the shit. He was like, damn. He was like, man, this motherfucker, he was like, that ain't shit, motherfucker washing drug money. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking he about? Like, you saw that damn dude who came back and bought all them girls got cookies and tried to position yeah, it like yeah, man. he damn a superhero and shit, man. Oh, I'm boy, like, that's bullshit if I ever like, heard man, it, man. Stop damn always stereotyping. <laughs> he was like, nah, go to um WYFF and pull that shit up. So I pulled the shit up. I'm like, man, when I look at this dude, he give me the uh, impression of a uh, new news daddy off of ATL. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, you know, a businessman. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. man ain't with that shit. I was like, you need to stop that shit. Yeah, a million and a half thousand dollars. The, money. the yeah. next day, Good Samaritan watered it drunk. <laughs> he had a million and a half dollars worth of fentanyl. This motherfucker was getting it. And his partner. Yeah. So he was really washing. Right. That's his all he was doing. His partner owned a drug rehab. That's right. Them niggas was getting it, yo. And they were getting Medicare money because if you on a drug rehab, you know you getting Medicare money. Them niggas was getting they getting it. money out the ass. That's the wildest shit I seen. And then there was like the fact that the photo went viral that helped them like really track him down. Wow. Because when he came back, they took a picture of him. Like they was excited. Like what a great thing. Loaded it to Facebook. Oh, that's where he at. <laughs> Bam, let's get it. But his it wasn't. Ass. It wasn't even local. It was FBI that found him. Feds. Yeah, got his ass. They was a part of a ten. What was it ten? Uh, something ten indictment. Yeah, yeah. man. He going to jail. He going to jail yeah. for a minute. But he got he got arrested for distributing, uh, manufacturing, distributing cocaine in ninety six <laughs> and two thousand. Right. And then when that shit came about, they all saw my phone. It just said, bro. And I already knew he was going to be talking shit about it. So I opened up the text. All that shit said was, I told your dumb ass. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna say it's good that you gave this gentleman the benefit of the doubt. Mm. We were wrong. Because you've been telling me I need to do that. You got to give motherfuckers the benefit of the doubt. I never do if, if another black man... Buys some fucking Girl Scout cookies. I'm not gonna say that motherfucker is washing dope. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, that that's a good deed. I would be like, you gotta prove me wrong because yeah. we are not all bad. Shit. Right. So that motherfucker, <laughs> this nigga sound horrible. That we all move, moving no. cookies and buying. Cookies. What's that dude? What's that dude from uh, Breaking we Bad? We do a lot of good things. We I are good hearted. Yeah, food. man. That's that. You the black Breaking Bad. Damn, you damn out there getting that shit all like you washing. You gotta add some money. You gotta start like, damn, I gotta get I gotta rid of get this rid shit soon. Let yeah. me wash it with these Girl Scouts. Five hundred dollars. They interviewed the moms like, uh, how does that make y'all feel? It was like, um, you just did a nice deed. Like, we not giving this yeah. money back. <laughs> y'all gonna get back that dope money? <laughs> we ain't giving that money back. But damn, all like another damn shit. But anyway, so when um when I was talking to damn Antonio, I was like, yo, what you wanna talk about? And I already said, like, yo, you and Anderson gonna have a field day. Um, when you said <laughs> politics, yeah. that motherfucker love that shit. Yeah, Me and Merv about- always tapped out of that <laughs> shit. You know, I, I dabble. You <laughs> know, I like talk about that okay. shit now. So, specifically, what about politics do you want to Man, discuss? I just need the Democrats to pull somebody out that is, mm. that's that's gonna beat Trump. You know what that's I mean? Viable. Like, like... I mean, they. Everybody is. Every, Who this new lady they talking about? I mean, they they got. Karen somebody? Which one? 
It's they got lot. like 15 of them now, man. It's early. It's, it's, a, a, it's a lot of them, man. But it's you know, ain't none of them going to beat Trump. Like, none of them have the charisma. None of them have the... the, the, the I, I can't see any of them in a debate with Trump because Trump is dirty. What's the name of the guy? And I don't know why his name slips me, but he went head to head with Hillary and lost. Primary. Joe Biden? No, no, no. Bernie? Bernie. Bernie. Mm. There, there was this documentary and they were saying that the reason that Bernie won't be successful even now is because the ideas that, you know, he came out with that people thought were maverick and like mm-hmm. trendsetting, all of these newer people. Yeah. That are now Democrats are using like the exact same, black, same the blueprint. exact same shit that he yeah. was saying. We gonna do it's just like a different voice, yeah. this young or like black yeah. or yeah. white woman. You know. By the time he get in the office, he gonna be dead. But I feel about yeah. eighty nine. Hey, yeah, he was an old ass fucking president. A long fucking Donald time. Tr- I, he would be the best. Donald old Trump is seventy seven years old. Yeah, this ain't nothing new. Donald Trump is old as you fuck. Just, you and you just was refreshed how, with how young Barack. Barack was young as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. my presidents be old as fuck. fuck yeah, they traditionally be some old motherfuckers. That's right. Well, let me. I just want the Democrats so, to pull somebody do it. out that can go toe to toe with Trump. And won't back down. This whole like, if they go low, we go high. That's dumb, dumb as fuck. If you if somebody goes low, you go lower. You know what I mean? That's the only way you can beat Trump. Cause Trump is gonna keep going low and keep making you look stupid. He's gonna yeah. be like, just like he did with Hillary. He just made her look stupid every single debate. He would say something, make her look stupid. Everybody be laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, She's a terrible person. Yeah. She's a terrible with person. Dirty hair. Dirty. I don't look know. Look at her. Look at her. Grab her pussy. <laughs> My At God. this point, man, like anybody besides that motherfucker. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, you know man. what? I mean, you know, uh, I can say this, that, you know, uh, and, you know, I think about it more and more now that I have a child. You know, it's just like you you really, I just want people to, who say, you know, fuck Trump and, you know, you got to get to a point now. You're going to, you either need to do something mm-hmm. or like shut the fuck up. Kind of like it. the front line with like. Gun violence, like That's you either gonna be on the front line of that shit if you want to speak on it all the time. You need to just shut the fuck up That's because, right. like, you have to involve yourself at a local level. That's right. You have to be involved in your county. If you in, if you we're real deep south in your fucking parish, you need to be involved in those areas and care about what's going on. Because, I mean, and I was in Louisiana growing up, you know, for a portion, you know, like like South Carolina, like Michigan, but. Motherfucker, it was a known fact. Like, our governor was super racist as yeah. fuck. He was in the Ku Klux Klan. Like, what's, what's David Duke. David motherfuckers, Duke. <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers just, it was like, and that yeah. shit to me, it was just like, because at that point in time. No, he was. He was the grand point, wizard this, of the yes, KKK. This is, this is facts. They've done movies, and he's been a character. He was at that New York Nazi match. He was in the Spike Lee joint that actually won like, his first black, award. Black Klansman. He was, he yes. Like, niggas. And it blew my mind because this was to the point when I was younger, right? And, you know, it was heated racism in the deep, deep south. And you got, like, X coming out. And you got, like, Panther coming out. And and it's just like, you look up in real time, it's like, you niggas just are so indifferent and don't give a fuck. Like, I love No Limit and Cash Money, too. But, nigga, it's a whole racist here. Oh, my God. And you guys yes. aren't saying anything about that. Not giving a fuck about it. Yeah. So, like, it was like, I love that music and culture, but I was in Louisiana and I was still gravitating towards the outcast. And, of course, I was still loving, like, the UGK and the Scarface. Even though I was immersed in that culture, I was still at that mind, mind frame open to hearing other shit because it was just like, niggas is, 
like you drop, we dropped the ball. Yeah. You let a whole known clansman slide up in this yeah. bitch. And then he tried to act like he, no, I'm really not. Because the motherfucker really wanted to be president. Yeah. But it was too many facts. Like, you known to be too, you, like Trump, you can say, oh, you know what? He he affiliated. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah, 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 he's yeah. affiliated with so many racists. But then he can say, you know what? I'm affiliated with a lot of rich people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his argument. But David Duke, it was just out there. Yeah. Well, I like upfront racism. I've always said that. Let me know who you are. That's not smart that's, for the true racist, though. I prefer that's it. Because not, yeah. if you're racist and white, you're in a position of power. Yeah. You don't want to let your player card down yeah, that's and be right. like, hey, I... Because that's how you lose your job. That's, that's how you lose your job. That's what I rock with yeah. you. Chunk, I'm going to talk, talk sports Chunk to you because you niggas nothing. love talk. We don't... We, we ain't gonna talk about politics, but we gonna. How you feel about this? I don't agree game? with. I don't agree with that statement. Though, hey, how you that feel ain't about a good Clemson? decision for white folks because Trump came out and said, "Make America great again." That's code. That's code language, though. Code for get these yeah. niggas the fuck out that's, of here. That's code. <laughs> now, <laughs> if he would have, yeah, 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 yeah. But do you can do you define that as blatant? I don't. That's, that's still not racism. Make yeah. America great again. That's blatant racism. That's not blatant. That's open to us. That's. That's we know what it means. We know what it they means. They know what it means. Exactly. Everyone knows what it means, but it's not like it's not, he's not his platform wouldn't kill these niggas. Exactly. That, exactly. It wasn't those verbatim words. It's if make you America say great if you say again. make America great again, you could have somebody that's not black come up to you and goes, "What's wrong with making America great?" You yeah. know what I mean? But if he would have said the other thing, then all of a sudden I don't want to be associated <laughs> with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So and, and, and if you're white and you're not racist, in your mind you can be like, "I remember a time where America was better." Whether yeah. you feel like it was pre or post Barack, if it was Ronald Reagan, I mean, if it was Nixon, you just all of these people can be like, there was a time America was great. Yeah, and they can appeal to that, and they can just because I I, I I was I lost a white friend because of this, honestly, just one. But his his staunch like we were cool, we were always cool, we got along. But his political views and the things that. I was like, bro, you can't have me as a friend and be, and I'm black and I'm telling you my perspective and believe some of the shit you were saying. Like, yeah. I f- like we can, we can kick it, we can get fucked up, we can party, all these gay, all that shit is cool. But at the end of the day, if you on this side and you really believe the shit that you interneting, I can't fuck with you like yeah. that, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just can't, you know, because he, you gotta be able to understand that perspective, and I understand. As a black man, how a white person can feel like if they say, I want to make America great again, in their mind, they really don't feel like they're saying anything that alludes to racism from their worldview. Their worldview is very off. They're like saying, you people, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you know, I went to a very, you know, I told you myself. Black people to, say you I went people to a very, too, I went to a very conservative college, one of the most conservative colleges in, in this country. Oh, and, shit. Uh, and there's this, there's this notion in a lot of circles that we need to re- make America, take America back to the 1950s. Like we talked about this. Yeah, we There's did. this notion that you need to take America back to the 1950s. And when I was there, I didn't think much of it. But as I got older, some, I was like, some validity I was that. thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, 1950s, what didn't happen during no civil rights marches, segregation, it, in South Africa, apartheid. So this whole notion that we need to take America back to the 1950s when we could we glamorize everything for certain demographics and we didn't know oh, we didn't have to lock our doors back then. You know, Killer Killer Mike actually yeah. brought up a point and he was actually lobbying for the same thing, but he had a different had different approach on it. What he was saying was there was a true 
black socioeconomic class because when there was segregation, you if you were black, you had to go to a black doctor. That's true. You had to go to a black grocery store. You had to go to a black pharmacy. Like everything you did with your dollar, you were obligated to spend it black. And then he gave the ratios. He was like, in the Asian community, the dollar will stay in the community. 30 days or something, something like, like that. Like 26 yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. And the white community is it's like hours 18 black. days. Yes, it's And like with eight, blacks, it's six, six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Hours. Yes, so From the time you get your was, paycheck, the time you clock out. And he was arguing that, you know, financially. And, and even with the mindset, when you were in a situation where segregation was so heavy and oppressive, when you saw another black person, there was a level of camaraderie and engagement mm -hmm. that you naturally saw. Like, you saw another black person as a jewel, whereas you see a nigga now, you're like, nigga, I don't know you. Why are you looking at me long, bro? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is iffy. Niggas die behind this type That's, of shit, right. which is nothing. It's unnecessary, yeah. yeah Literally yeah. nothing, but niggas yeah. die behind nothing all, the, all time. the time. So it's like he was arguing from those points alone, and on the show it was crazy. He went like... 72 hours he was going to do everything black I saw that yeah you saw yeah, so this nigga he, he, he wasn't he was he had to walk mostly yeah. he, he he ended up sleeping on the park bench and he validated that because he paid taxes and he black he found black restaurants but they didn't get their food from black produce like it was very few places like yeah. he, he had to go to like uh, uh, Islamic yeah. nation of Islam, nation of Islam. You, you could never do that he got the, he got the cell phone and that was the was point yeah. like he, he, found, he found a black owned cell phone cell phone company he had, it was a pre yeah. he had a black cell phone I looked it up it's he expensive a, as hell he had a black uh, black limo company but I mean if he would have got technical the vehicles yeah. weren't made you know, weren't made by black yeah, people yeah, yeah. the shoes he was wearing weren't made by black people yeah you know, so he had to quit smoking weed because all of his weed came from white, white people, people. Yeah. Yeah. that's so, the way things are going I mean it was interesting though to see him live it like that. So let me ask y'all this, and I was I was asked this by um, my white homegirl. So you know, see how see how double layers up, and she was uncomfortable as hell asking me this shit. But she was just like, um, why do why do black people get so excited about these different festivals? <laughs> because it's what we have. It's ours. And see you how double laid down. Bike week. <laughs> I mean, there's but there's something there's something like that regionally. Yeah, to her, yeah, to her, there's no value. There's no value to her in in us having something. So she's like, "Oh, why are you guys excited? I'm not excited." But the way it's marketed, a lot of times, I mean, you could you could. I mean, you motherfucker but, get shot. They thinking about moving it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put some shit up being funny, but a lot of motherfuckers that responded <laughs> to that shit. I said, hey, it's going to be a lot of niggas up here, a lot of rappers taking pics with rappers this weekend <laughs> just to caption, we working. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh That's what goodness. a lot of people go on there for, just pictures. Yeah. It's no value there. They're not doing anything. And I've been, I've been cracking jokes about this shit all week. Like, C-I-double-A, I said, that's for the damn chicks. Come in all areas, you yes, know what I'm saying? You said and they that. been getting bad about this shit, like fuck you and damn. But I'm like, what you going there? What is there to do? This is about a basketball tournament. And nobody goes to the games anymore. Yeah, it's spiral. They even moving that shit. It's yeah. moving to somewhere. Like Virginia. Yeah, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like when she asked me that, I said, I don't know, cause I don't get excited about them shits. Like I used to get excited about Bike Week when I was young, but it was just on some bullshit. I know I'm gonna go down here and be fucked up all weekend, fuck some pussy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It that's what it was. But I mean, like, every every region. I mean, and white people have shit they go to yeah, as well yeah, yeah. that has no real relevance. The Carolina, but, but they just they yeah. just might not get what shot. Is, there, what's that? The, they, the, they Iowa, the Iowa State Fair where all those politicians yeah, come. Everybody, everybody comes. Yeah. 
All of those uh, beer, all right, those beer fans, yeah. those fucking awesome ass yeah. fucking uh, barbecue beer festival, bar cra- beer crawls. Yeah, beer crawl. yeah. There's not a whole lot of black beer the, crawls. Uh, the Bristol Night Race. <laughs> yeah, all, you the, should, all of the fucking NASCAR. Y'all, y'all should see in the summertime. I live over in uh, Lyman. Y'all should see the Greer Speedway on a Friday night on Shit, a on lit. a lit. Yeah. Like, out there fucking drunk. Woo! Falling yeah, all yeah, over yeah, themselves. Yeah. Why are y'all so excited about a car going around in a circle a thousand times? I mean, you know, you go to the deep south, it's like, it might be, you know, the Bayou Classic, you know, where, you know, HBCUs, you know, or, you know, it might be, you know, Mardi Gras. Every yeah. every area's got the H-Town, you know, you got you got your different joints out there. You know, it's just everywhere they got their thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I just told her, I was like, I'll do some research. Get back with you. <laughs> but then I gassed up. I said, this probably need a woman's perspective. So you said a black woman. <laughs> I really just feel like from, a, neg- from, a, ne- from a networking standpoint, I love networking. But I feel like the best networking regarding CIAA is probably done prior to CIAA. With yeah. individuals, if you want to take part yeah. to it, so once you get out there now, motherfuckers is about their bread. You ain't finna get in nobody's face. The artists mm. who out there getting their check for being at that place and that position. Right. So outside of the you know the fee you paying to get your autograph or your pick or your whatever whoop de woo, and the promoters who are doing it outside of them checking their door, making sure the security and all this bullshit going on. They're not really trying to engage you in any products or service you have at that point in time. That's not the time where you, you know, that's the worst time. That's when motherfuckers think that they can call it the DJs. Right. Oh, really? The worst time, you know, yeah. when we're already working and try to push this whole get money free, not showing no love, not talking about anything logistical. And the DJ posted it, like, it, and I, I really respected it. He was just like, man, all of these dudes who get at me, like, man, let's work. Yeah, this, this, I got this dream, I got this vision, I got mm. these tracks, I got this buzz. And be like, at the end of the day, I don't hear none of that shit anymore. Unless you got a budget and a fixed plan where you talking about actually doing some work, all of that shit is bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, Damn. Well, I respected it. All right. You have, you have people oh. come up to you a lot and say like, Jesus, I've had so many rants on this podcast. Is like, oh, yeah. I was about, big almost lit. <laughs> I have had some ignorant Motherfuckers and some cool motherfuckers. Yeah, but yeah. I had some ignorant motherfuckers. Come Rant up to them about a little bit. I'm gonna take for a, a piss. For a Rant to them about them on a little bit, man. Let me tell you some wild shit. These motherfuckers. This nigga came up to me. I've I've actually. Let me preface because we haven't talked yeah, yeah. about this. I lost a gig one time behind that bullshit because this motherfucker came up to me. I'm in a city I don't know, and. Um, I'm DJing that pretty frequently, and this nigga is like, I'm hot here, I'm relevant here, everyone loves me here, and you know, you got the females coming up wanting to hear songs, you got the owner coming up wanting to hear this, and you know, this is how it's done here, and this nigga's just annoying, annoying, didn't pay me no money, Yeah, just annoying, 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 and I play his song, and like, when I tell you the whole crowd, they just dispersed away from the floor, Really, this was like... Like, I played, like, a police siren. Wow. It was shitty. Damn. And after he'd annoyed me all night, by this point, he, he probably, like, slid me a funky ass, like, $20, you know? Really? So, and then I stopped playing his song, and now he's throwing a hissy fit, like, bro, it was hot. Niggas was jamming, like, you're, you're, you're blind. Delusions of grandeur. You you think this shit was yeah. hot, like, everybody turned off, like, dude, I give your money back. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And that. But to somebody else, it's just like, 
Oh, he's just playing hot bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's my preface point. Now that happened years and years ago, but I learned from that. Yeah. That twenty dollars ain't what you ain't paying me shit. So you coming up with that little funky ass twenty, that ain't doing that's that. Nothing. That ain't even covering my gas yeah. to get yeah, here, yeah, Jack. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you gotta back the fuck off with that. So coming up to me saying, Oh yeah, I'm gonna book you, you're gonna be my show DJ. We could we don't really need them we gonna really make money. You need to work with me. You need to play my song. Fuck that. Yeah. That's wrong. That's not how you come at me. And you can't make me play anything. That will never happen. And I love to see posts. I don't comment on them because I don't internet. But niggas be talking about uh, niggas play songs because they scared of the niggas. Well, that's why they play this nigga songs. They scared this nigga. Do. No. Wow. There is zero fear in any song that I play at all. So there's no, that, that intimidation factor for playing your music may work with some, but it won't ever work with me. So uh, it's just how you engage me. Basically, instead of going into all these bullshit stories with all these suck-ass wannabe artists, just let me know who you are. Introduce yourself when it's not packed. Not when it's like, you see I'm working. Hey, offer me a drink. Engage me. Let me know who you are. Give me a professional package. Yeah. Give me a contact. Say, hey, I want to give you my contact info. Let's schedule a time and let's talk. Yeah. I, I, I want to let you know what I'm doing. Yeah. True networking. Yes. Yeah. Like, not while I'm working. So I say that to say going to CIAA and trying to do that, I, it's fucking stupid. It's just a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's for me. Like, the only time I go to CIAA is when I'm booked. Yeah. I don't go any other time because I'm not going to go and, like, spend that money. Like, I'm, I'm just not, you know, so. I went one time and I knew that shit wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> but. The other shit, this was submitted by Anderson from South Carolina. Oh, shit. And you're going to have to elaborate because I, I hadn't, I ain't had time to do no research on it. I ain't hear about it. But he said uh, it was some kids who were made to pick cotton on the field. I don't trip. even know if they were made. I don't, it wasn't a make. This was in South Carolina? Yeah, you didn't hear I mean, about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard about the one in Virginia where the woman, the no. fucking governor's wife, was handing out cotton at the state capitol to black kids. <laughs> no, they, no, I'm saying imagine thing. imagine what it was like being like, the fuck? Get the yeah, fuck out of here, motherfuckers yo. Motherfuckers were all like in an uproar yeah. because basically what they did is was during Black History Month. They took the kids and they would. They, the thing that had them upset in the uproar, they were singing. They had them singing old oh, like Negro spirituals. It wasn't a spiritual, but it was like it was some. I don't even like remember. That, that, yeah. It wasn't Wayne in the Water, but it was like the song was yeah. like we gotta pick this cotton, we gotta get this, we, we gotta, we gotta get, get this, this like, bread, we gotta get this. You know, it was like old. It was like a degrading song. And yeah, motherfuckers yeah, yeah. were like in this big uproar, like. Oh my God, I was like, it's Black History Month. You got these kids out here cooling and picking cotton and all of this, da 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 da. And it's on the internet, but at the same time, and then this dude, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ne- negatively talk about anybody's platform, but this this guy who has a YouTube, he's like a Hispanic Paul Wall. <laughs> and so he's Hispanic Paul Wall, and he's talking, and he's just alluding all of this shit about how, you know, it's just disrespectful and how it shouldn't be done in the culture, and if. How you gotta let that history go, and like first of all, it's really not your history. No, it's you're, not. You're Hispanic Paul yeah. Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, and and secondly, it's like 
you never heard the expression if you're not aware of your history you're doomed to repeat it like you know I don't know if it's the right mechanism but I, the intent for them was to let yeah. these kids actually get a microcosm of what it was like for their ancestors whether you feel one way or another about it I don't give a fuck yeah, yeah. honestly you did have they, a right to feel know, that way did they whoop it no <laughs> they, they, they whooped they whooped no niggas but no, on, no babies were harmed on, on in the picking ser- of this cot on a serious point let me ask you this do you ever notice that there's people always telling us to forget our history but they never ask any other demographic to do that. We we, uh, we consistently hear about the the Holocaust. They're not a hard Holocaust denier or anything. Yeah. But we hear about the Holocaust all the time. That didn't happen here. We hear about Japanese internment. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever asked them to forget that history. But when it comes to us and our history, it's always why don't you all move past? Let that? it go. Let it go. I think it's just a worldview <laughs> where you either just don't care, or you really don't understand. You know how it impacts you from generation to generation yeah. to generation to generation. But you know, so that, that's... I think they that do it out of fear because yeah. they know we start thinking about our life and a lot of ass whoopings. So that, that goes to a point like knowledge, knowledge of self is so important. Knowledge of your history and knowledge of yourself is so important that people want you to forget it yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. So... That's just my two cents on that. Forget about your history, man. I forgot. I ain't forget you, bitch, you. Oh, yeah. I ain't forget, motherfucker. I ain't forget shit. Damn, so last topic that we got, um, and this was submitted by a guest, is why is there a lack of opportunity for people to thrive? Kind of elaborate on that. What you, what you mean by that? Oh, um, so one thing I noticed is there's a lot of nepotism here in uh, this okay. area. Um same people Some get Some of the, our, our get listeners are stupid. Break that down. Okay. So nepotism. <laughs> For the niggas who don't know what nepotism is. So ne- nepotism is when... damn sure we doing that, bitch. Nepotism is when you, you give... If you know somebody, you give them consistent opportunities without um, looking to see if someone's someone else is more qualified. Mm-hmm. That's something that is very prevalent here. I mean, we live in a, a small town, although a Cherry growing town. Yeah. And there's the same Shoulder people... Same people that get the same opportunities all the time. And I run into artists, I run into, you know, I'm in a pretty a privileged position because I, I've kind of put myself into certain organizations and things like that where I get my own opportunities or I have to make my own opportunities. But um, I run into artists all the time, especially artists of color, black, Latino, and they, they are struggling. You know what I mean? They they don't they they're like they put out good content. They have good Instagram. They have good marketing skills, and they're not getting any any opportunity. And not everybody that has the the wherewithal to do things. Their solution is not moving out of Greenville. Everybody says, "Well, I got to move. I got to move." That's not the solution. But that's just something that I've noticed consistently, and I'm consistently confronted by these uh, young artists, especially especially artists of color that don't get opportunities and aren't given opportunities and you know I, I don't know what to, I don't know the solution it's just something that I've, I've consistently seen mm. and I don't know what the solution is you know what I mean yeah. is the solution making your own thing because if you have a thousand different people making a thousand different things that's a lot you mm. know what I mean or is the solution forcing these organizations calling them out on their bullshit and being like listen you're hiring like listen you're in the middle of West Greenville, predominantly mm-hmm. black area. You own this magazine, and no one that works for you is black. No mm-hmm. one that works for you is Latino. What the fuck is going on here? But then that'll burn but, a bridge. Exactly. But then mm-hmm. they'll say, "Well, we're particular about who we work with." Of course. That's code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
particularly not niggas. We don't want to work with exactly. them. Exactly. You know, and minorities. <laughs> so, you know, um, and it's, it's we was kind of talking about that, man, a little bit earlier. We was talking about, you know, uh, just still, and it came up like, if you mention certain people's names, people will be like, oh, uh, mm, yeah, you fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and it's, but the same people who, um, it, at the end of the day, it is some sort of privilege behind it. Like, there is. There's a, a a rapper I know, and um, his content. I, I've never met him personally. I don't even follow him on IG, but I did some research on it. Um, I saw him at a show that was locally here. He's not from around here. I never heard of him. Um, but he had the the look and everything. Come to find out, his parents are millionaires. Yeah. You know, and they just funneling. Oh, this is a hobby he wants to do. Funnel all this money behind him. Go get Jetson to produce your song. It's I, fine. I no saw. I it. saw an artist. I'm not gonna. Like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna name drop. But I, I saw an artist. Fuck it, great. I hope he blows up. Probably. He <laughs> is it good? Is. No, I have no idea. It's, it's, just, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Okay. He'll blow up. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw. I saw an artist recently on on Instagram, and um, they're very very popular artists, and they have a lot of connections, a lot of resources, and. She made the comment. She was like, "Oh, back when I uh, was uh, starting to become an artist, um, you know, I had to I had to store my art, all my work in my parents' pool house." And I was, well, "What a friend! What like, an inconvenience!" Yeah, like I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, let's let's dissect this." Hey. Yeah. You have a pool house? No. You have a pool house? I sure don't. Do you have a pool house? I don't have a pool. House. Mm. So. People don't, I don't, you know, people don't. Got a club. People house. don't see. Yeah. Do you live in an apartment complex? <laughs> no, oh. so division. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But people don't, people don't realize the the. Maybe that's the audience she's trying to reach out to. I don't know, but like people don't realize the the perspective of privilege that they come from. And no, motherfuckers they, be ashamed to admit it. Like they, they, they really act, do. They, they, they want to spend it, but they ashamed to be like, I come from money. money motherfuckers yeah. be ashamed. I wish I could say I came from money, bitch. You're goddamn right. That's right. Like I would really, like you. if you're an artist, like dude, if you trying to do shit about flexing and stunting, like fuck, if you say I've been. Wiping my ass with hundred dollar bills since I was a baby, yeah. like do it, nigga. Yeah. I would, I'm either gonna hate it or love it, but you gonna be, I'm gonna be true to you, like this nigga being real. Yeah. Yeah. But most of these new rappers come from money. Like yeah. I don't know if y'all know this. Little Yachty's parents, they they both lawyers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mother, I think yeah. a lawyer and a doctor. Right? Yeah, uh, something like 21 that. Savage 21, is a doctor. Twenty one Savage yeah. father's a doctor. His mom's <laughs> something else. I mean yeah. the Migos, they come from a uh, very well to do family. Mm. The, like. Really ain't nobody it coming. Ain't what you think. There's not there's no rags to riches. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. few, I can't say all, but very few rags to riches rappers anymore. It's not mm. like the nineties where niggas like Nas was living the projects, right. Biggie was living the projects with his mom. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. These people come because look at how, look at what it takes to become a rapper. You yeah. gotta have the SoundCloud. You gotta have the you have to have the, the uh, iPhone. The you gotta the have the equipment at the crib. Yeah. So I mean you have to come from a place of money to pursue that career if that's your, you know what Shout I mean? Shout out to Nipsey Hussle. He, he got his from the money. You damn sure know Drake came yeah. from bread. Oh, oh that nigga was already fucking, he was on he was Disney. His father was, he uh, was already on what Disney. Was, what was his father? His father blues was a blues singer yeah. for um, B.B. King and yeah. all kinds. Yeah, man. Well, he had bread out the ass, man. Yeah, yeah. But people love started from the bottom. So what do you, what do you think is, is holding people back from being like, like, successful? Like Themselves. When you, Okay. From here? Yeah, people from here that are that are trying their hardest, that are doing what they need to do, that are, are putting in the work, in 30 and they seconds. can't they get... Won't, they won't break down barriers. 
That's the biggest thing. And then they want to be bigger than what they are. I was telling A.E. a story real quick. I hollered at a dude like, hey, I fuck with your music. Might want to get you on the podcast. Holler at my manager. And I was about to step off, but my pride wouldn't let me do it. I said, hey, man, keyword and manager is man. I'm a man. I think you one. I'm talking to you man to man. Why I got to go holler at your manager? We right here. And yeah. really you handled, I, I told you that. I felt like you handled that wrong. I mean, <laughs> I don't wrong. think so. But Because some people are programmed by their manager. Like if I'm going to be your manager and I'm going to work in this role, they tell some of these yeah, wanna, Like everything you do scheduling wise, you go say, through go through me. Yeah. And if you agree to that, that's that's their reflex. So I, you, I just understand that perspective because I know how some managers come at you with that. But I wish we had more time, man. Shout out to Antonio. It's yeah, fantastic. Right. Yes, man. It's great Make sure you man. reach out to us and give us more content. Give us Follow more me on IG, Antonio Modesto Milian. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Antonio yeah. Modesto Milian. That's me. Follow. Do that. Make sure if you want to send any information to us, you can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at I Say Podcast, all one word, for your comments, for your music submissions. Send that to bookdjrain, all one word, at gmail.com, man. Send that shit. We want to hear that shit. We want to hear your comments. We want your feedback. On behalf of uh, the Fallen Fuck Step, Merv Bo, uh, Mr. Modesto, is a real truth. I'm DJ Rain signing out. Send we see ya. Bop. That was dope, man. I appreciate it. That's what's oh, yeah, up. Dude. That's what's up, man. Yeah. You find a lot of people want free.